Welcome to Dear School Psych Sister, the podcast. This is your show host, Kiara Fulmore, and I am a proud school psychologist. This podcast is dedicated to helping women of color navigate the field of school psychology. On our podcast, we will have invited talks and open dialogues exploring various topics within the field. Our podcast serves as a knowledge sharing tool to help women of color as they grow in their practice. Here on Dear School Psych Sister, the podcast, we believe that our collective wisdom can support our overall well-being. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope that you enjoy the show. All right, everybody, welcome back to Dear School Psych Sister, the podcast. Today is an exciting day because it is the end of our first season. And in order for us to do this last episode justice, I thought, why not invite the people who help make this organization run smoothly to the table so that they can kind of speak and share their own experiences. So I'll let our guests chime in and introduce themselves. All right. Hi, my name is Bianca Vasquez. Um, I am currently serving as the president. Uh, I work as a school psychologist um, in the Philadelphia area. Hello, hello, this is Jerrica Knox. I am the VP and I am a rising fifth year doc student in the North Carolina State uh, School Psychology Program and I am going on internship this year. Hi everyone, my name is Renata Giacomini. I'm a school psychologist in the state of Oregon and I'm also the secretary. And just in case you don't know who I am, uh, <laughs> this is your first time tuning in. I am Kiara Fulmore and I am um, just blessed to have these ladies by my side and even have the thought to create something like this. So I guarantee I'm, the listeners know who you are. I would hope so. <laughs> but then again, it's that time of the year. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows at this point? So yes, I love these ladies. And I'm so glad they were able to join. Like I said, they make my life so much easier. And they help the organization run smoothly because a couple of heads that are really, really smart are better than one. Okay, always know that. So what I did, I, I think this was something that we thought about and just so that we could just have some fun. I asked the ladies and that includes people who are not here, unfortunately. I asked them to give me one word that could explain what influenced them to join um, School Psych Sisters. So just one word. And it was actually a very entertaining text message. Um, Jerrica, Renata, mm -hmm. and Bianca, I know you all have it here. So I'm gonna read the ladies and introduce the ladies who aren't here, but I definitely want you to speak a little bit to what you all said. And then we can talk about some other things that weren't said that probably need to be said. Um, <laughs> so the first response I got was from Shakia Herlock. And she is our fundraising chair. She said, community. We have 
Tommy Folknight, and I hope I said that right. She's our program chair and she said support. So I said motivation and I said motivation because I really like to see people who look like me doing really great things. Um, that was me in undergrad um, as a first gen in the TRIO program. And I have all of these people around me doing really great things and just having those people around me really motivate me to do better. And so I wanted that same thing for grad school and I have no idea how I came across SBS, um, but I am so glad I did because it's serving as the same thing for me on a completely different level just because of the challenges that we face as minority women in the field of school psychology. And so we have these very similar experiences and yet we're able to persist. And so it served as even more motivation for me to continue in this field and be a change agent in it. The next thing was encouragement. And this was said by our wonderful treasurer, Dr. Ivy. And Dr. Vasquez, what did you say? So I said survival. Um, you know, for me, I, I think it was just really important for me to have a place where I can, um, you know, feel free to talk to other people about the things that I was going through. Um, I also know for my peers in my program, um, some of the people that I was really close to, they were also um, feeling very similarly to how I was. And so I think really, I just, I think about survival. And I know sometimes that can have a little bit um, of almost like a negative connotation, but um, sometimes you really just do need that support system and you have to find different things um, to make sure that you do get through um, something um, as difficult as graduate school, and especially, um, you know, in a, in a school psychology program where um, sometimes you may not feel as welcome. So um, that was my reasoning for picking survival. And Renata, what did you say? So I said collaboration. And what I had in mind is, I think, similar to what everyone else was saying, that community, that support. Uh, it's very isolating. And I think you burn out when you're working in a profession where you don't see other people with the same background and experiences as yourself. And so having this group of people to collaborate and to support helps not only myself, but hopefully helps encourage other women of color to come into the profession and to stay. That is very real. Like I remember in my first year, I did not see a lot of people who looked like me. And I went to NASP in February and I was so happy there. <laughs> so many women of color and I'm like oh wow we actually exist here <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. existence should have been one of the words that we said for sure um we also have our we call our resource chair Sung Loon, and she also second Bianca's survival she was like yes Bianca's survival is it. And it was interesting, I think, in this message chain, Bianca, because you and Sung Un actually knew each other 
prior to even serving on the board of SBS. You want to talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so um, a few years ago, we, when we were, you know, just the Facebook group, um, we did try and get a mentorship program together. And I was matched with Sangoon and, um, you know, we got along really well. And then we went to, I can't even remember which particular NASP it was, but um, we were able to meet and, um, you know, we've just been chatting ever since. And, um, you know, I certainly don't want to speak for her, but I do think that we've had, we, we both had some struggles in our program. Um, and so I think we really relied on each other to um, push each other and get through. So, um, you know, I do appreciate her, um, you know, her seconding uh, my, my putting up of the survival word. So, yeah, um, Sangun was like, you retained one school psychologist of color just from, <laughs> just from being her mentor. And that was, that was actually powerful. Cause I was like, look at, look at there, there's some data um, that we can at least attest to <laughs> right now about the mentorship program. So I want to start by saying that I think everything that everybody said is 100% valid and true. Um, my answer was very direct, um, and it was racism. <laughs> was <the answer. laughs> Please explain. <laughs> Please. So it started off as like a joke. I guarantee you my boyfriend said it first. I did not think of this. I did not think of this first, but he was joking. And I was like, I just asked everybody this question. And he was like, racism. And I laughed and fell on the floor. Like, cause it's true. Like when you laugh, you laugh because you know, it's true. And then I put it cause I was like, yeah, that's my word. I mean, it literally is what started the organization, I felt like I felt propelled as a woman of color to protect other women of color. And that that is the only thing that I could say that drove me or influenced me to make it. Cause I feel like we all were out here trying to survive. Like you said, we are out here trying to network and collaborate. Mm -hmm. um, we're out here trying to be motivated citizens and things like that. And I feel like we have barriers and things that we, you know, things that are not under our direct influence and control sometimes, despite how talented and absolutely phenomenal we show up um, in these workspaces. Mm -hmm. It's just, I felt like we needed to be affirmed and validated by people in our own community. And so that's how School Psych Sisters got started. I mean, and I appreciate like, you saying racism, Bianca, Sangun saying uh, survival, because it's, I mean, let's be real, it's not all fun and giggles. Like we do have a lot of challenges, including racism. And I know Bianca, you said it could be perceived as this negative connotation and mm. that's okay because that's why SPS was created so that we can mm. be our authentic selves and talk about these challenges that we're facing and hopefully find some affirming messages and really help support each other to keep going. Yeah, definitely.
Most definitely. So that is definitely our purpose, our vision, um, all tied into one. We have official vision and purpose, but we'll get to that a little bit later. <laughs> right now, the only thing you need to know is that we are here to recruit, retain, and advance women of color in the field of school psychology. And those are done through what we're calling and what we just discovered as our three, <laughs> our three main things, which is fellowship, um, consultation and um, mentorship. So that's how we'll be achieving those, those things that are stated in our mission. Now, I want to talk about the promises of the organization as a nonprofit. And I also want to talk about those things that make it challenging. Um, so feel free to start wherever you want, ladies. <laughs> We can start with strengths. We like to take a strength-based approach. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think just, uh, you know, speaking for myself, I feel like it's, I just, I really appreciated you, Kira, just coming up with this idea to, to push the group further in terms of creating an actual nonprofit because I, you know, I really, I really hadn't thought about any of those things. And so when, when you were talking to me about it a long time ago, you know, I was, I just continue to be amazed by you because you, you know, I, I just think you're, you're such a visionary, you know, you think about these things that I don't think I would ever think about. And so I, I don't know, I feel like you're, to me, you just, you're really able to really think through these things and come up with some great ideas. And I don't know, I just really appreciate you. And I'm really glad that I know you. Um, and I, I think Aww, I really, I really, really, <laughs> <laughs> don't make me start here. I just sweet, man. I know, right? <laughs> I, I think, um, I don't know. I, I kind of lost my train of thought a little bit, but, um, you know, like I said, I, I was just, I just really appreciate you, um, inviting me, you know, to, to join you in this journey, because I think, um, I think I, I really do think I needed to do something like this because it, I, I do, I, I feel like lately I've, I felt a little bit lost in my own, um, just trying to navigate like what I want to do and, and my next chapter, you know, closing the, the graduate school chapter. So like I said, I just really appreciate you, but, um, but that's one positive that I really wanted to put out there. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm hearing you say, Bianca, is that this actually, this process creates, um, its own like therapy in a sense. <laughs> we'll be honest. Like, I think when you get around other women of color and you're doing stuff that mm -hmm. feels purposeful I feel like you are um internally affirmed mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm hearing you say that this work has in the midst of all the challenges brought you some some sense of joy and that you appreciate appreciate me and I definitely appreciate you because you know grad school <laughs> <laughs> I um 
I echo Bianca's sentiments. Like when I thought of motivation for my word, you were one of the first examples I thought of. Um, and since we're being all mushy, you know, might as well say it now. Like, <laughs> Kira, you are amazing. You are absolutely amazing for putting all of this together. And like, we've been able to see the background um, scenes and, and really trying to get this nonprofit together. And let me tell you, Kira has put in some work. <laughs> Yes. Say that again, Lord Jesus. Say it again. Yes. First so of we, all, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. And we appreciate you. And I think um, just going off of that, I think we have some really great team members. Um, this, I guess one of the challenges has been that it's pretty time consuming to start a nonprofit and to try to implement some programs and get things together in the midst of a pandemic, let's put that out there. But one of the promises is that we have a really great team who strives to support each other and pick up where someone else may have, you know, dropped something and it's fine and we work really well together. So I think we picked a really good team. Yeah, I think the team was just like, I think one of the things, and Bianca was there when we were going through the whole, like, first of all, I'm gracious to Bianca for even accepting um, <laughs> the plug to be the, the president. Cause I was like, I don't know if I'm asking for too much right now. <laughs> I, I really felt bad. And I didn't even know if I should text you. Cause I was like, I know what she's trying to accomplish in her life. And I hate to be a burden to her, but I only saw like you, as the person who could help me because you were there from the very beginning. So I was like, I can't ask anybody else. <laughs> like it wouldn't make any sense um, to ask anybody else. So I do appreciate you, Bianca. Dr. Vasquez, okay? I appreciate you <laughs> so much. And I want to let that be known, but I echo what Jerrica's saying. Like our team is wonderful. It's wonderful. Like it's a breath of fresh air and you all wanted to do this work. And I think when we were first thinking mm -hmm. through this, Bianca, and we were a group and we were mm -hmm. kind of like, it's only a couple of people who are applying, but I think what was so great about the couple of people who applied is they applied despite it all. Like Renata, you was like, yeah, pandemic, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> right Renata you was like yeah and I was gonna say too I feel like it is a challenge sometimes uh our difference in time zones to try to meet and mm -hmm. do things in a timely manner but at the same time I think it's such a strength that we are representing so many different states and being able to get together and and do something that hopefully is useful uh, for everyone I, I wanted to share too that uh when when I saw your, um, not invitation, but the opportunity to, to apply to be part of the board was right at a time where I had a, a Brazilian, I didn't mention that, but I am originally from Brazil. And I had this girl that is also Brazilian going through the school site program reach out to me and, and I don't know any other Brazilian sites. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And she said, I, I think I'm gonna give up. I'm not sure if this is for me because everyone is judging my abilities because of my accent. Can I do this? And, 
And it just re uh, reminded me of everything I went through when I was going to school and I said, you know what, I was, I was tired. I, I didn't think I could supervise another student. And I said, you know what, we have to do this. We have to keep going. And that's when I opportunity. And I think we really can make a difference. You know, when you look at those individual cases and everything that we all go through, sometimes mm -hmm. Someone that understands makes makes no difference. Yes, representation matters. It matters so much, and we also have a pretty diverse group, guys. We got we got a, a diverse group of people, which was not. It was definitely intentional, but I didn't know if it was going to happen. <laughs> and I think we all bring a different perspective, which I again I really really enjoy. And I'll speak to the podcast, I think, and I was talking with someone about this, she'll be the first voice that is heard in the second season of this podcast. Yes, there'll be a second season. Um, but we were kind of rapping and just speaking about how the everyday person's voice needs, needs to be amplified, if that makes any sense. So like, I love my scholars and my prestigious, you know, institutions and I love knowledge. So I love learning. Right. But I also think it's something to be said for just capturing the experience on the podcast in particular and in the group, to be honest, of people who are like in the trenches, like actual people who are practitioners on the ground, giving us what they see in their perspective in real time on the podcast. I think like that's important because I think sometimes we can stand in a gap between research and um, practice. And I think this is one way to make sure the practice side is being um, amplified, if that makes any sense. So the next thing I think that we can kind of go into is the, just the, I guess, I know we spoke a little bit about the challenges, but if you all want to just give me your own personal spill about, you know, what things in the nonprofit process are challenging if that makes any sense like what makes it challenging and I know I'm just asking this question and I know the answer mm -hmm. but it's okay <laughs> um there's a lot of words I don't know um <laughs> like trying to figure out how to um I don't know just like application process for 501c3 and incorporation papers and you know just different terminology within these applications that make it hard to understand although it's been great because we have had support um, for those things but it's a lot it's a it's just a lot to learn um I think that's really the biggest curve I would say for myself 
And I think the legality of it all too, like for those type of things, you have to vote, but not for those necessarily and how to get all the minutes correct and what we have and um, it, it's a lot of learning, definitely. I have studied Robert's rule of orders about three or four times now, and I still have to refer back whenever we're trying to vote for something. I, I listen, that Robert's <laughs> rules of, it's so, it's tricky. So like we have, just so everybody knows, we have like a, a self-study folder, but I didn't know there's so much in that self-study folder. And when I tell you all, the legality, I'm so glad Renata brought that up. Mm -hmm. The making sure you're compliant piece. And I know, and this is, we're just feeling this now as just the upstart, because it's a lot of work in the upstart. Um, our hope is that down the line, as we achieve our status of 501c3, it will be easier. But I want to make but it'll probably still be a little bit strenuous because we still have to maintain that status and do things to maintain that status. But I think one of the things that needs to be mentioned is that our whole entire board, including myself, is learning this process. So we are having to navigate learning together. Um, and I'm having to navigate what it looks like to give information that you're not really 100% on yourself. <laughs> like, okay, I was supposed to be the expert, but yeah, she's the expert and I'm getting information from her. But like, like it was said, we do have a school or a mentor, um, Latanya Harrison, shout out to her. She's been helping us just kind of with this process. So we really do appreciate it, but it is a lot of paperwork and it's definitely not for the faint of heart. If I would, <laughs> if I will be very honest, there's definitely times when I say, I wonder what my life would have been like. <laughs> <laughs> free time I would have saved but I say that for school psychology the job so you just have to bear with me. Just have to bear with me as I'm trying to process what purpose I was planted in um but yeah thank you all so much for that um, so I'm gonna just start since I kind of gave a little bit of updates um mm -hmm. Jerrica and who else whoever else y'all want to kind of run us through where we are now as an organization. Yes. So you just mentioned Ms. Latanya Harrison, who has been helping us with the 501c3 application. And when I tell y'all that this application is hefty, it is hefty. Um, and so we are going through a mock application right now with her um, to become official official. So we're official with our incorporation papers, but but now we want to be official, official. So stay tuned for that. Um, we are working on our strategic plan, which is really just taking our vision and putting it into actual goals and goal setting and really figuring out how are we going to ensure that we are carrying out our vision. And so we will be working on that um, this month, I believe. And we are hoping to put that on our website. 
Um, speaking of, our website will be premiering this summer. Um, so nice fresh face for us to be able to go on outside of the Facebook page. Um, we have the mentorship program um, that we are actually getting started on and really trying to plan and implement for the fall semester. Um, and then the fall recruitment fair. So we are wanting to have a week-long fair really aimed at recruiting women to the field of school psychology. Um, and so that will come up in the fall as well. So we are, we are planning, we are planning lots of things, uh, making sure that we are on top of that 501c3 application and just doing what we said we were gonna do. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so, those are all the things that we are currently working on. So we got y'all covered. We're not just out here like idling. All willy-nilly. <laughs> well, we're not out here all willy-nilly idling. We've been mm -hmm. we've been meeting. Like what's our what's our meeting structure, guys? Like what I mean, guys and not guys, but girls and women. <laughs> like, what's, our, what's our meeting structure? You can let them know what we've been doing since January or um I think in terms of meeting structure I know we try and do like a um like some sort of not introductions but you know like a, a thing that we do where we maybe take a moment to like meditate or we do like say one thing that we're grateful for and, and things like that um and then I think we usually kind of go right into um, the different things that we need to talk about. And I think at the end, we always uh, list the things that need to um, be on the next meetings agenda, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken, that's kind yeah. of a general layout. Yep, we are pretty structured. We have <clears throat> board meetings once a, once a week, once a month. Um, and then exec board meeting with Kira and Bianca and I um, once a month as well. And I'll also say with the updates, if you guys ever have any ideas or comments, questions, whatever else is recommendations mm -hmm. for us, please let us know because we want to provide these programs for you all. And so we really want feedback in order to best support you all. Um, but yeah, we out here working. We working, working. Working, 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 working. Did I say we're not paid? Okay. <laughs> just want to make sure y'all know we out here for the cause. Okay. <laughs> we're not playing. <laughs> we're not playing. Okay. We are not. But yes, those are, but that's all. And I'm glad that they were able to kind of speak to that. So, we tried and attempted to get questions and comments from you all. We know you all love us. We, we do. We know. We know. We know, we know you appreciate <laughs> us and everything like that. Um, but I think right now what we're going to do is kind of think about some of the things that you might ask us if you were actually on like a live feed or something. And we're going to attempt to answer those questions. So I know one point of clarification that I just want to get out there because I want everybody to, I want to be as transparent as possible. Um, I think Jericho was speaking to this. So we are officially a nonprofit in one state. 
um, we went through and we did our nonprofit application for that state. The way that it works is you have to do that process where you are a nonprofit in one state before you apply to be a nonprofit for the US, which they call it federal status, federal exempt status. And that's when you're formally recognized as a charity. That is that 501c3 bear that we kind of talked about. Um, and currently our process is we have done with our consultant for SCORE, we've done a mock application for the 501c3. Um, she needs to give us feedback on that. And then the process hopefully this summer will start and we will apply for <clears throat> the 501c3. Right now, because we are officially recognized as a charity in at least the state, we can accept donations. So you're not giving your money away to somebody who isn't recognized <laughs> as a nonprofit. We are a nonprofit I'm currently, and your money is going to go towards our organizational purpose and vision and mission. Um, and it will likely go towards our upstart right now. And then in the future, it will go to our, um, our programming structures, if that makes any sense. As a nonprofit, we don't keep money. All the money we get has to be spent on programming or on the organizational mission. That is why I wanted it to be a nonprofit. I wasn't out here trying to take your money. I wasn't trying to gain any money for myself. Um, so everything that you give us, so when you go see that donate button on that website and you click it, everything that you give to us will be spent. By the end of the year is the goal. Did you, um, did you go over kind of how, um, you differentiate from the board in terms of like how much of a say you have and the things you get to do versus what we do? Ooh, that is a good question. Thank you so much. That's really good. <laughs> See, that's why we got you on the team. <laughs> we got you right here. All right, another thing. Um, why is a nonprofit? So with the nonprofit, you have to have a governing board and key essential term is governing. And the governing board works um, in collaboration with the executive director or in my term, the founder. So essentially the founder is the executive director on startup years. Like we just got started. So I founded this and I have to help with the operations and all of that. I am governed by the board. So I'm the person who does all the background work and just, you know, make sure everything's tidy in like some type of, like a director, literally a director role. Um, I handle operations. Um, I just make sure the money is okay. Our website, I help facilitate everything with that. Um, I help draft most of the documents and all of that stuff. That's just not fun. I'm doing all of the 
fun. It's fun. I do it because I get, I care and I love everything, but I do that. And then I rely on the board to, I tell them that they, they are the bosses of me and they tell me what to do. So, so I don't have a vote on the board. And that's just really for checks and balances. Like I said, I didn't start the organization out of a, you know, a purely individual um, need to gain money or to um, just do anything that would benefit me. I started the organization for everyone else. It's a nonprofit because I want to help facilitate social change for other people. So what the nonprofit board does, the governing board helps to keep me in check. As a person who started this, I can have, you know, some type of, I guess you can call it conflicting interest. So they vote on all of the policies and procedures and all of that. They help make the decision about the website. Um, they help with the amendment of the bylaws and all of that. I just draft stuff and I bring it to them so that they can consider it and then they make the decision. I do not have a say. Um, of course, because we work great together, they listen to what I have to say, but ultimately if they have a like an eye and they're like, hmm, the purpose of a nonprofit is protected and they are to make sure that they make sure they are to make sure that I am always somebody who's acting out of good faith. And if they don't feel like that, then they can fire me. And that's just what it is. And I'm okay with it because I know that deep down inside, I don't have any intention for ill will, but they are the, the final sayers. So did that answer it, Bianca? Yes, and we would never fire you. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now, if you start acting up, right? I'm just to- <laughs> I know it. I know it. Now, I talk to you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's gonna come from her. I just knew it in the back of my mind. I was like, I just know it. It's coming from Jerica. But yes, we work pretty well together, and um. They, they have trust for me. So they do good checks and balances. They ask a lot of good questions because you know, school psychologists ask great questions. Renata, what about you? What do you think? Is there any other question that somebody else may ask? Could we be talking a little bit about the plans for the future and things that we want to implement in the near future? Yeah, so I think one of the biggest thing for me is this mentorship program. And I know mentorship, like people are getting hit over the head with that. But I want to assure you that we're going to try our best to make it right. <laughs> um, I think we did it. And like like Bianca and one of our board members, Sungun, were in the mentor mentee pairing and like she is appreciative someone is appreciative um and they have a close relationship now so i know that regardless of how mentorship programs are done i think there is ultimately benefit um no matter how you roll it out because i know at least 
some, somebody comes away and walks away with something. And I met my mentor, Dr. Parker, through the first mentorship program for school psych sisters. And we've been tight ever since. So I know that people walk away with friendships and um, things that they can, networks and things that they can tangibly speak to as far as mentorship programs. So that is the biggest thing right now. And we are doing that um, and planning that to be rolled out. Um, I think it's, is it next? It's in the fall semester, guys. Is that right? Did I get that yes. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's in the fall. So the mentorship program will be rolled out in the fall. And then I think what another thing that I'm really, really excited about is the whole programming that will happen around, um, I used to call it spa. Uh, it's essentially school psychologist awareness week or they, they call it national school psychology week, whatever they call it now. But during that week, we will have uh, some events and they might be virtual because just the nature of where the organization is now and we're just starting and things like that. But I know one of the things that we talked about was possibly having a panel. Um, we also talked about just doing spotlights of how our mentorship program is going and having updates about that and just really tailoring programs to make this feel look attractive for women of color um, specifically. But also like, I also want to just have some, I don't know, I, I was thinking about this and I haven't mentioned it to the board yet, but we'll be talking about this during our June retreat. But during that week, I want to give like a real world um, preview of school psychology because I don't want to sell dreams to the people <laughs> that we are recruiting <laughs> and um I want to be as real as possible so that is something that I'm looking forward to working with our program chair on we have a fundraising chair now um Shakia and she seems to be wonderful and Shakia is going to work alongside our programming chair and myself and the treasurer, and we are going to maybe do little small campaigns that might help bring some um, revenue into our organization. Um, currently, we did pretty good. We met our goal for raising funds for this year. Um, we just need to keep up momentum for next year and meeting our, our donation goals. Long-term picture for me, I just want this to be an organization. And like, I always say, I don't want to, like, I don't want to overstep. And I think that there's a place for school psych sisters. And I think there's a place for um, our national association and all our um, state school psychology associations that we have. I think there's a place for everybody. I want school psych sisters to be, to serve in a function more towards fellowship and networking. And I wanted to bridge that gap for people who are, are um, maybe not able to pay. Um, that's always been my biggest thing is accessibility. Cause I know for me, I can only do so much with my pockets <laughs> right now. Um, so I want to kind of be, a, feel, I want to fill that gap 
for people. I want to provide networks for people to access um, and to hold on to. And I want to also do something around advocacy. I think bigger, long-term, I want school, some type of group or some program where I don't want to call it a union. It's not a union, but I, I want on-demand consultation, if that makes sense, everybody, where like our volunteers would be there to help consult with other people in the field of school psychology on, you know, certain very certain topics, but also if they're having those really tough ethical dilemmas, because we'll be, I'll be real, racism isn't going anywhere um, quickly. And um, because it's not going anywhere quickly, there'll always be a need to kind of consult around really ethically and racially charged dilemmas. And that is a gap that I want to eventually fill as well. Um, but those are some big picture things that we haven't made concrete yet. But I see school sites as serving in that, in that role. Y'all see why we say she's amazing? Mm -hmm. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it alone. I can't. I can't do it alone. I really, I, I will say I, I do have a lot of uh, visions. I'm pretty much like they described a visionary and I am comfortable in positions where I have to be uncomfortable and vulnerable, but I'm able to kind of take leads. Like I, I play well on teams, despite what some people may say. But anyway, <laughs> we're not going to talk about. <laughs> we're not going to talk about. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you caught some gems from today's show. If you really liked our show please make sure to subscribe and share the link with a friend. To offer feedback or pose insightful questions, I'd welcome you to submit a voice message on our profile or email schoolsitesisters at gmail.com. Our social media platforms are at schoolsitesisters on Twitter and at schoolsitesisters on Instagram. If you identify as a woman of color in the field of school psychology, we do welcome you to our online community through Facebook. Thanks once again for listening in to Dear School Psych Sister. We hope to see you next time.